Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench. We're here with you on this glorious, glorious Sunday evening. Now our top sport coming away between now and 7 p.m. On the show tonight, we're speaking to new Cork hurling boss Pat Ryan about his plans for the Rebels. We will have reaction from Cork City women's boss Danny Murphy as they progress to the quarterfinals of the FA Women's Cup. We're talking to Colin Healy ahead of a massive week for the Rebel Army as they prepare to face Galway Knight at a turn across this coming Friday night. Also on the show this evening, we're going to talk to Ireland under 18 basketball coach Paul Kelleher as they get ready for two big games in Neptune this week. And of course, reaction from a huge, huge game at Croke Park where Kerry have beaten Dublin in the All-Ireland semi-final. All at come between now and 7 o'clock. Glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. We're going to go straight to uh, Dublin um, and Kerry. Kerry beating Dublin by a point in what was a dramatic, a dramatic game uh, in Croke Park. Kerry winning by a single point thanks to a last gasp free from Shawnee O'Shea. The distance into the wind curled it over beautifully. What a kick, literally the last kick of the game. So it's the Kingdom who progressed to face Galway in this year's All-Ireland Senior Football Championship final. We'll have reaction on the show in just a little bit. First though, full-time report from Ashton O'Reilly. Full-time here in Crow Park. Kerry 1-14, Dublin 1-13. The Kingdom of Kerry are through to the All-Ireland final. They led by five at the break. Sean O'Shea got the only goal of the first half. And he could have had a second from a penalty that was saved from Evan Comerford. David Clifford opened the scoring of the second half to get his sixth point of the game. Killian Spillane and Dara Moynan made an impact instantly off the bench, linking up inside and Moynihan putting it over to put Kerry five ahead. It was 44 minutes gone and Cormac Costello, who has been quiet enough by his standards, had one thing on his mind and ran at the Kerry defence, hit a low and hard from a tight ankle and it crept inside and Crow Park erupted. It was quickly followed up by a fist and point from Kiro Kilkenny to bring it to a one-point game. 60 minutes gone after long build-up play. Cody Clifford fisted it over to put Kerry three ahead. James McCarthy and Kiro Kilkenny both pointed one after another to bring it back once again to a one-point game. But after 69 minutes gone, Dublin levelled the game after Kilkenny powered through and pointed off his right. A quick ball inside from Hottie Clifford found Sean O'Shea who took on his man he won a free he put it over but it was quickly cancelled out through a Dean Rock free down the other end but it all came down to a last minute kick of the game free from Sean O'Shea from 55 metres out and he made no mistake and put it over what a game it lived up to all expectations it's Kerry who will go on now and face Galway in the 2022 All-Ireland Final it finished Kerry 114 Dublin 113 yeah it was an absolute cracker wasn't it thrilling stuff really compelling far better than yesterday's game um, have to be said uh, but I would say that like, oh, I was born in Derry and slightly disappointed that uh, Derry couldn't beat Galway yesterday but um, yeah Kerry Galway All-Ireland Final in two weeks time and cracking stuff uh, from the Kingdom today and a cracking win and it was just absolutely brilliant stuff we're going to have reaction from Crow Park as soon as we get it uh, elsewhere today Novak Djokovic defending his Wimbledon title winning the championships for a seventh time the Serbs seeing off the Australian Nick Kyrgios by three sets to one in a cracking final Djokovic's 21st Grand Slam uh, he's unbeaten on centre court actually since 2013 brilliant stuff there from Djokovic elsewhere today in football Cork City are in the quarterfinals of the Women's FAI Cup they had a 7-0 win over non-league Bonnie United today going to hear reaction from their boss uh, Danny Murphy in just uh, a little bit. Elsewhere, France taking on Italy in the Women's European Championships tonight. That Group D game getting underway at eight. It's scoreless at halftime between Belgium and Iceland. In Formula 1, Charles Leclerc winning an incident-packed Austrian Grand Prix today, finishing ahead of the world champion Max Verstappen after his Ferrari teammate Carlos Sainz had to retire. His car caught fire. Lewis Hamilton joined the top two on the podium thanks to a third-place finish. His Mercedes colleague George Russell climbing up to fourth 
following a five second penalty for a collision with Sergio Perez who was unable to finish the race Golf Xander Schauffele has just a one shot lead heading into or playing his final run I should say at the Scottish Open the American 7 under par through 7 holes today at the Renaissance Club the American uh, Kartikidiyama leading the charge in 6 under no Irish involvement at the Scottish Open uh, this weekend uh, cycling defending champion Tadej Pogacar maintained his 39 second lead following the ninth stage of the Tour de France he finished 5th Bob Jungels of Luxembourg claiming victory Britain's Grant Thomas 1 minute 17 seconds behind the yellow jersey holder Adam Yates 4th another 8 seconds back all right, I'm um, going to talk football first. Actually, do you know what? We're going to hear from the Cork Hurling manager first. Um, of course, it was announced earlier on this week that Pat Ryan was to become the new uh, Cork Hurling manager. He's replacing Kieran Kingston. Kieran Kingston announcing uh, last Sunday evening that he wasn't going to take up the option um, of the uh, one-year extension to his three-year term. Uh, of course, it was Kingston's second uh, term in charge. Um, so, uh, the Cork County Board moved very, very quickly indeed um, to confirm that Pat Ryan, the um, All-Ireland Under-20 winning manager, in fact, two-time All-Ireland winning Under-20 manager, winning the title in the space of a couple of months, uh, twice, um, was going to... Um, come in and take over um, of course another winner himself um, very very popular choice and uh, yeah the Sarsfields man uh, coming in for a three year term um, I got a chance to speak to Pat uh, uh, earlier on in the week about his plans for the Rebels about uh, the help that Karen Kingston is offering and will provide um, and I suppose his delight at taking the job it was uh, great to talk to, to Pat Ryan uh, the new Cork hurling boss and it's him on the big ribbon Alright, joined on the line now by New Cork's new hurling manager, Pat Ryan. Uh, first off, Pat, congratulations. I'd imagine for you this is a, a massive, massive honour. Yeah, it is, Rory. Look, look, obviously it is a massive honour look, and, and a big responsibility as well, you know. So, uh, But look, it is, um, look, look, delighted that the, um, that the county board were able to have the faith in me that I could do this job. And look, um, I suppose putting a good backroom team um, around us and um, um, a lot of good fellas in the backroom staff as well and stuff is vital to any successful thing that we go forward you know I can't imagine you had to take too long to think about it once the, you got the call from the county board Pat yeah I, look, I don't know I, look, tis, uh, look obviously it is a, a, a big job and look you have to make sure that you, you, you can do it from a family perspective from a, from, a, from a work perspective and that look that you can get people involved that want to do it and look obviously look you know um Obviously, having having had a very good working relationship with both Kieran and uh, David Sullivan before, look, and uh, I know the work that they've put in with with Pat Mulcahy and North Falling this year, and with Joe Cunningham and Christy O'Connor before that. That uh, look, there's an awful lot of good things going on, and hopefully, look, I can bring something that can maybe get us uh, get us further up the up the ladder a bit, you know. Has Kieran been on to give you any advice, or has he just kind of left you oh. to it? Oh yeah, it's not, look, look to be honest, I'll be I'll be um, you know, what Kieran has given. Well, Kieran and Dermot have given to Cork Hurling over the last numerous years has been has been enormous. Like to know, to be honest, uh, two fellas that I got to work with that have, um, I, you know, look, obviously we all know what Sully was like on the field. You know, mm. the passion that they have for Cork Hurling is 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 unheralded. Like so, uh, look, he'll give me plenty of advice. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, look, he's extremely popular with the players as well as know. So um, I'd be leaning on Kieran, and he's look, he's he's promised me. Look, Kieran is willing to do anything for Cork in any role in anything. You know, to help me. Um, Hopefully, um, bring silverware back to Cork. You know. What are the short-term aims, Pat? Look, the short-term aims really. Look, is look. Uh, look, I suppose. Look, I need to get a good management team around me. Get that. Get that going. You know. Get. Get. The, get. You know. Get. I suppose. Get the matches and try and get the best 35, 36 players that are out there in Cork that want to have the right character, the right attitude to play with us and represent the jersey and represent, you know, the loyal fans and the people that love holding in Cork. You know. But um, look, the, those players are there. You know. Look, all those players within that group at the moment that was on Kieran's panel. They all have that. Obviously, look, there'll be tweaks to that panel going forward because, look, fellas will go up and down in form and, you know, it's a great opportunity for us you now and, and the fellas that'll be coming in with me to watch the club championships. You know, look, obviously, look, I'm a club man at heart um, and, look, you know, you, if you can't play well for your club, you know, you have no chance of playing well for Cork. Like, so, look, look, I'd be imploring every fella that's out there that wants to wear the Cork jersey in 2023 to represent their clubs as best as they can uh, in the upcoming championships. And of the squad that was there this year, Pat, it's a good young squad, plenty of talented hurlers there and plenty of hurlers coming through, as you know, in, in your capacity as 20s, boss. 
Yeah, look, there's plenty of hurlers there. Look, look, and there's look, there's loads of fellas coming through. Look, look, I think the development squads and the work that the GDAs are doing, and and all the people. Look, we've had brilliant fellas involved at 15, 16, 17, and minor all the way through and under 20 in the last couple of years. And you know, look, look, that's look. There's a lot of hard work going in that doesn't be seen by some people outsider. And look, these players don't come up on up overnight. And look, in fairness, look, we've we've brilliant clubs that are putting in fierce passion for hurling and fierce drive as well. You know, so look, I don't think I don't think there'll be a shortage of of numbers of talent. It's just getting the lads to play in a way that can. Can get, get us over the line and get us winning, winning our islands back, winning our islands again. And look, that's look, look, that's that's the aim. You know, unfortunately, look in Cork, like, not unfortunately. Look, we're very lucky we've won lots of Ireland titles, but look, we haven't won one in a while. And look, look, you're judged. And where do you win, where do you bring home Lee McCarthy? And look, that's our, whole, our 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 sole focus for the three years. But to be honest with you, look, you you don't wait till the third year, the second year. Your whole fo- my whole focus will be on 2023 and and getting the best fellas on the field that can make us as competitive as possible to try and do that. Yeah, and uh, you kind of touched on it there, Pat, as I suppose the expectation that is around the, the Cork Senior Hurlers and the Cork Senior Hurling Management job, I suppose. What's your message to the, the Cork fans who, as you mentioned, have been waiting a long time for an all Ireland title? Yeah, look, 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 the first thing I'd say is I'm a Cork fan. Do you know what I mean? I'm waiting as well. Do you know what I mean? Look, there's, uh, look the reason I got involved with the 20s was to try and do, do my bit. And look, I'm getting an opportunity to do my bit now. Um, so look, look, what I'd say is look, look, I'm not going to ask for anyone to be patient or anything like that because I don't have patience myself. <laughs> do you know? So we want to, look, everyone wants to win now, but look, know that, that the people involved, the players involved will be giving everything. We'll be giving 100% to it. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be dedicating our lives to make sure that we can put the best Cork team out that will represent represent the, the public in Cork as best they can. And Pat, you mentioned your backroom team a couple of times. Have you uh, a few fellas in mind? Have you been making calls already this week? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Look, look. To be honest, look. I was only ratified on Tuesday mornings on Tuesday. So look, look. We'll make a few phone calls, and look, I'm I'm, I'm out of the country for the next two weeks, which probably felt very nice for Rory. No, to be honest with you, on a family holiday. So, um, look, we'll get that started. Look, but look. Obviously, look, we'll have other fellas away on holidays and stuff like that. Look, and you know, I need to meet up with fellas because look, this is a. You know, like nobody takes on these jobs in um, on a whim. You know, you need to find out from a family life and from a work life because look, it's all encompassing, and you need you need fellas that are willing to put their shoulder to the wheel and drive on. And uh, the fellas that I the fellas that I need for that are fellas that you can trust, fellas that have the expertise, um, but look, fellas that can stay the course. You know, have the right character and the right mindset to try and inspire these uh, these players to get over the line. You know, excellent, Pat. Thanks for talking to us today. I know you're just about to head out on holiday, so thanks for that, and very very best luck in the job. I appreciate that, Rui. God bless. Cheers, bye-bye. That's Pat Ryan there, new Cork hurling boss. Great to get the chance to speak to him earlier on this week. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to his family and to his club. Uh, fantastic honour uh, for Pat to lead the Rebels. Wishing the very, very best luck from everyone here at Cork Shirley FM. And we're very excited to see uh, what Pat Ryan can bring to the table. Of course, an All Ireland winner already at under 20 level, getting the under 20s to back to back All Ireland titles. Uh, he knows a lot of those players as it is. So, a very uh, logical choice to come in and take over from Kieran Kingston. And as you heard from him there, uh, played massive tribute uh, to Kieran Kingston and uh, I'd imagine Kieran's going to be a massive help to Pat moving forward as well but yeah thanks to Pat for speaking to us uh, earlier on in the week um, right um, competition on the show tonight actually massive week for Cork City as I mentioned Galway United to come at Turners Cross this coming Friday night top of the table clash City top by a point uh, Galway United coming down it should be an absolutely cracking occasion at the cross uh, you're looking at a crowd maybe what four five thousand if the weather's like this should be close to a sellout um, it's going to be a brilliant brilliant occasion it's one of the biggest games in the first division in years I would wager and uh, yeah it doesn't get much bigger than this um, so two pairs of tickets to give away 086-8104-106 just text your name uh, and the answer to this ridiculously Easy question. Who is the Cork City Manager? Who is the Cork City Manager? 86 Send us a text or a WhatsApp. We'll draw out the winners just before we hand you over to Max Blackburn on Green and Red at 7pm. She's up uh, for three hours of the best Irish music following us uh, at 7pm. So we'll announce the winners just before Green and Red. 86 8104106 Who is the Cork City Manager? You could be heading along to Cork City and Galway United this coming Friday night. We'll be hearing from Colin Healy a little bit later on in the show actually. Um, we, he was uh, speaking to Colm after yesterday's uh, friendly with Stoke and of course looking ahead to this uh, top of the table clash uh, with John Caulfield's Galway on Friday night. But the Cork City women had a 7-0 win over Bonaghy United this afternoon. Lauren Singleton, Christina Dring, Avian Donnelly scoring in the uh, first half. Ava Mangan scoring lower. Shine back from a long injury layoff. Um, scored with a header. It was a convincing win. Zara Foley as well scoring. So a great win 
for the Rebel Army in the Sunshine Eternals Cross this afternoon. That is them into the quarterfinals. Going to hear from uh, our buddy John O'Shea, who was uh, watching the game first. Going to talk to him uh, about City's win today and indeed um, City versus Galway United coming up on Friday night. First, though, uh, going to hear from uh, the Rebel Army boss, Danny Murphy. Lots of positives to take out of it. You know, we um, got to give some girls who haven't probably had as much game time, some game time today. A couple yeah. of girls coming back from injury. You know, great to get them like 30, 20, 30 minutes on the pitch. So it was brilliant. I mean, but yeah, no, the girls played really well. I mean, I think games like this are always difficult because if you don't approach it in the right way, it could come very hard. But obviously the girls went out there and they'd done the right thing and started the game really well. Nearly scored nearly after a minute. Yeah, and you could see like from the outset, like the, the, like their attitude um, for the whole 90 minutes was kind of was spot on really. They, they, they kept going for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, no, I think that the attitude in terms of what the girls have anyway is good, and I think that you know, they're not they've had a tough season, but you know like they want to win and they want to do well and they want to learn all the time. So it's it's great, it's easy for me really. It's just making sure that I set them up in the right way and then give them all the ammunition to go and actually improve and get better. Yeah, and you must be like there's definitely a number of like teasing aspects as well, and obviously building on. The next couple of weeks, it's probably good for the confidence even to get a, a win and get a couple of goals on top of it. Yeah, no, it was. It's brilliant. Like to get a couple of goals, well, get a few goals. I mean, Laura Shine could have had a hat trick, but I'll, I'll wind her up about that later. But for me, it's good for someone like her to get on the pitch and get 20 minutes. She's 30 minutes. I think she got in the end and she had so long out. And like, we need her back. Yeah. So it's really positive to have her back and playing. I mean, the two young girls, Ellie and Chloe, I thought were excellent today. Uh, it's a good opportunity for some of them young girls to step in and do well. Um, but look, there's some really good forwards. I thought, thought Mac played well. I thought Dan was good when she came on. I thought Zara played brilliant. Thought it, to be honest, every, all of them done really well. You know, um, even for Abby, like Abby probably, you know, Maria's not going to be here for much longer and you know, giving Abby some game time so that when Maria does go back to America, that you know, she, she's played some games and been able to play in a game. Yeah. And like from from your perspective, Danny, and like for the team, how much like, would it mean to have a kind of a good, like, a good, good a cup run now? Yeah, no, it'd be brilliant. Look, as I, as I say to the girls all the time, like, we just want to keep improving. If we improve every game, and we keep working hard in training and keep improving week to week. You know, like there's there's loads of opportunities from you know, and we can start putting a like a run of games together. And I think that cup would be amazing to go on a good cup run. But I want to start winning some games in the league, and hopefully we can start climbing up that. Yeah, I think and I think started. I think you'll wait to Galway next week. So I suppose it's building on what you've been doing the next couple weeks, and obviously hopefully taking the next week again. Yeah, I, like the last three games really, like today, um, Afloan and um, the Treaty game. Like we've just got to keep building on them games, and you know, we move on to Galway next week. And we'll start preparing for that come Tuesday and then we'll, we'll be in a good place going into the game on Saturday yeah and that's what right, I find obviously you're in Toronto's class today um, obviously for United obviously Galway United coming down here today obviously the men's team um, I suppose as a cox I think you support it you must be looking forward to, to the game for you yeah no look it's a good opportunity for the boys to get a, a little bit more of a lead and you now it's a big game and I think like Galway are going to come down here and try and you know make it very difficult and the, the men's team have to try and get something out of the game and Hopefully they get St. Cavi and everyone's happy. Well, we just heard from Cork City boss Danny Murphy there. John O'Shea was covering the game for us down in Turner's Cross today. Uh, in the glorious sunshine, worse places to be than Turner's Cross in an afternoon like today. And John, um, routine, I suppose, for Cork City. They were always big favourites uh, against the non-league side like Bonaghy and uh, so approved today. Yeah, but a but a even Danny Murphy was when I was chatting afterwards as well. That these games can they can like be banana skins or they can prove difficult if you're not if approaches and right or maybe if the, if the mentality isn't in the right way. But uh, you, you couldn't say that about this Coxie side um, this afternoon. They, you know they were focused from the very outset and they were full value for for their victory in the end. And like to be honest, they could have they could have got the double figures in terms of goals ultimately, like with the chances that they create as well. And uh, it would have been credit to the, the Bandigi goalkeeper Neil Neil Melly. For keeping them out today, like all that, like Christina Dream, Lara Singleton could have easily have added to their scoring tally. But you know, it was just a, a much needed and a much welcome win for Cork City as well. And into the quarterfinals now of the of the of the FEI Cup, and it's exactly like early days in Daddy Murphy's reign. But he's still, I'd say, be delighted with how things are going so far. It was always going to be tough for Bonnegie coming down here as their second trip to Cork after they faced Douglas Hall a couple of weeks back. Um, I suppose they gave it their all, John, and I suppose you have to credit them for that as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they, they seem to have a... From the early stage, they, they came down with a game plan, maybe to press high, to frustrate City. And, like, in the opening, maybe 10, 15 minutes, 
jag tror att det var going fairly well men liksom det det är kanske att det ger mig Would you believe you know um, um, McFadden had a uh, Abby McCarthy delivered very well, but like you know, it was always going to be especially for the non-league side to come the whole way down from from Donegal, like for like you say for the second time in in, in only a matter of weeks, and especially and, and also then I think that the longer the game went on in as well, you could see maybe the extra training or like the the the, 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 the League of Ireland kind of level the Cork City or up yeah, kind of maybe tall as the the longer the game went on, but like you, know, you couldn't fall like on the gear that it kept going to the end. Like and even as I mentioned, even the like with the goalkeeper, she made a number of, of great saves, and including from a, a terrific stop from a, from a penalty kick from um, from Laura Shine for City near the end as well. So like so they so they, they played their part as well, but you know I think City ultimately um, so they, they they had to go and do the job which was required, and and they and they did that, and they, they progressed. Danny Murphy's been in the job now a couple of weeks. It's a, a big job for Danny. Uh, plenty of potential with this Cork City team. He won the Cup just five years ago, John. Um, I, and We've heard from him on the show a couple of times. He's under no illusion as to the size of the task facing him, but he, he seems to be doing quite well in the early stages of his managerial tenure. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's, and it's still fairly... You know, he was appointed early in June, but two, two of those weeks would have been off in terms of like the, like the mid-season break, so... It's fair. It's only a matter of weeks, really, that he's. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd say maybe only you could count him maybe with two, with like maybe ten, eight, nine, ten training sessions at the mo- at the max. But you can even see in the early stages of his of his tenure what he's doing with the side and what he wants to do with them, and you can even see it with the performances as well. There's a there's a bit more of a structure there, and you can see the belief is there as well. And and, and ultimately having a having someone like that as a manager, Danny Murphy, who. Who, who who gets the club and who's who's a legend at the club from his playing days like and you can see even like I remember even the build up people were going to say oh what well, about Cox is he going to this game being favourites is that kind of a it's new how will the girls deal with us but like mm. but Danny yeah yeah and I thought it was actually encouraging to, 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 I suppose you're from hearing a manager saying that I suppose you're a Cork City player as well so he was kind of saying that John when you're playing for Cork City like you should be looking to be or you should be looking to win every game and you should be kind of fancying your chances to win in every game and I think like. That's ultimately where he wants to get the get the club to to, to be like you know, it, and it, I say he knows that it's going to be a, a a process in the longer you know it's, it's going to take time to get there. But you can see the standards that he's setting already, and like the the, the work rate and the, the the attitude of the girls, and um, so you can't question it at the moment either as well. They're they're out and performing, and they seem to be reacting well to what he what he's trying to get them to do. But like you know, it's, it's going in the right direction, and like you can see. You know, if, like in the remainder of this season, like, the, the performance levels, maybe in terms of results in the league, it's probably not going to. They might, in terms of maybe it might be more next season before you could see the, the maybe the progress or before you could judge the progress in terms of maybe what he's doing in terms of the league. But you know, in the early days so far, you could definitely see the. the oh, he, he's setting the bar high, and like I thought, like you know, that from what thing for a club like Cox, even from from like from the men's team back in the day. So he he wants to, you know, he knows how much it means to win and be successful at Cork City, and I think that's ultimately that's at the at the ultimate end, and that's ultimately where he wants to get the club down the line is to 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 get to rise to rise Cork City again in the women's side and to get them up near the top end and challenging for for honours in the league and also in the cup. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to watch Danny Murphy's uh, career with the Cork City women's team and uh, congratulations to them on the victory today. Finally, John, just before we wrap up, um, Friday night, Turners Cross, um, such a massive game. A season-defining game, possibly, as uh, Cork City taking on Galway United first versus second. Could be close to a uh, full house there thereabouts at the cross on Friday night. And I can't remember a bigger game in the first division in quite a long time. No, I'd say, but I'd say the... But even from from Cork City, so I'd say you'd nearly have to go back to to the Cork City Dundalk games in terms of I'd say looking if you look at a league game that's generating as much of a buzz and excitement around Cork and certainly certainly for me I don't think I'd look forward to a Cork City game since maybe like 2017, 2018 or that time um, when Cork City were changing like like obviously Caulfield in the city dug out um, going toe to toe with Stephen Kenny's Dundalk and what a rivalry that was. But now, it, it, obviously, Friday night it's going to be like, and even the the way the table is going now, it's it, it, these games are going to really just ultimately decide or go a long way at least in terms of deciding who's going to going to win the league and win the first division. But like you can even see like the, the going up automatically how how big a prize that is an offer winning the first division, but also getting that automatic promotion because 
you can even and even John Caulfield with last like with Galway like the playoffs can be a real minefield to navigate and it can be difficult to or it's a lot more difficult to go up, go up through the playoffs and hence here say you can even see like with the likes of Wexford as well who were possibly the farm team in the first division at the moment like if you know you wouldn't really I'd say they, you wouldn't it'd be a real banana skin playing a Wex, if you were playing Wexford for any team at the moment the farm they're in in the playoffs and then there's other like all Longford, Waterford and whoever like it's a, it, and obviously who will get, get through that has to go up and play is like a re, it looks maybe like Finn Harps or UCD at this stage in the in the playoffs so there's a, there, excuse me there's a lot at stake and it, it, you know you really kind of feel going into the scale like Cork City with the mentality and even with the with the man at the helm Colin Healy there as well like he'll have them primed and he'll have them ready and you know it, it's a kind of game like he'll have the, the, they'll relish the opportunity and I think there's no reason why Coxy can't they shouldn't be believing why they can't go go all out and get the three points on Friday night the way they've the way they've played all season and even the way they approached the game up in Galway a couple of weeks ago as well so oh, it, it promises to be a cracking affair like, and I'd say really at the Friday can't come along quick with the guys. <laughs> yeah, cannot wait for Friday night at Turner's Cross. We saw Galway United in action against Cove Ramblers on Friday night. Um, United with a 3-0 win there. Shane Keegan, of course, not long in the Ramblers job and um, a big task ahead of him, John, um, at Ramblers. But I suppose no better man than Shane Keegan in which to do, for, uh, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's even to allude to himself, like, you know, there's the comparison with the Wexford, when he first went in the Wexford, they were in a similar enough place to where Cove are in the table at the moment. And, and like even he alluded to me, like his first press conference as well, in terms of the journey, like where, where the club, like the, I think the, maybe the, the Wexford example was being kind of bendy around, could could he maybe turn Cove into something like that? Mm-hmm. And like he, he, he even said himself, like Wexford was far from an overnight success. And I think he knows coming down here as well that it, 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 it's kind of a, you know, it's probably not going to be this season in terms of the league. Like I'd say 2023 will be the acid test in terms of how things are progressing at Ramblers and how, how Keegan maybe should be probably properly judged and if you're going to judge him would be in the league in terms of 2023 so like I think so it's just and he's even mentioned again himself as well how he's using the month of July to, to kind of layer piece by piece and try to get a setup looking as close to possible as to a coaching setup that he would like to have at the helm and so I, I'd say in terms of games though, I'd say they're definitely I'd say he's definitely targeting to have a right crack off the the Cork City Cup game at the end of the month now, which um, which mm-hmm. should be another um, should be another great occasion and another um, cracking spectacle for for Cork football. But like, you know, it's a, he, he he seems like it's a big challenge, but it seems like one he's he's kind of relishing to kind of get his hands into. And you know, I know he he was up in like it's just, it's the first time in a couple of years as well that he probably has a had a managerial reign because I'd say like maybe in Dundalk we all probably know. I thought it's well publicised how maybe the situation in the dock was going, but so I think definitely in terms of Wexford and having a big club like, like having Warren on the doorstep, so he, he he's the kind of guy he has the, the vision and he has the the coaching philosophy and, and ultimately like the, the 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 experience to 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 get a club up and up and progress and I think that's ultimately it's going to be a long term process to Cove like level Ramblers it mightn't you mightn't see the instant impact of what he's doing down there this week or next week but I'd say maybe like, like he, Johnny, ultimately again he said as well the day before the treaty game with, with his first game in charge he's like, like to be honest I'm more concerned with where Cove Ramblers are on the table in 12 months time than where we are on Saturday morning so like it's a long term process but to others, there's, I'd say there's no better man than Shane Keegan to, um, to turn Cove's fortunes around and hopefully um to kind of get the club progressing on the pitch just as well as it has been off the pitch Super wave there John um, talk to you soon buddy and thanks for talking to us today thank, thank you Rory yeah it's always great to talk to our good pal uh, John O'Shea um, he was covering the, the City and uh, Balagie United game for us great win for City great win for uh, Danny Murphy into the core finals of the FAI Cup still to come on the show we are going to uh, have reaction uh, from uh, Kerry's win over Dublin uh, we're going to talk basketball with Ireland under 18 coach Paul Keller next we're talking to City boss Colin Healy The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. 
The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Rory here with you until 7pm this evening. It's a glorious day outside. Hope you're listening to the bench outside in the glorious sunshine. We're here until 7pm to that Mags Blackburn. is back with Green on Red. Three hours of the best Irish music coming your way. No better way to spend an evening in the sunshine than listening to Green on Red a little bit later on in the show. Um, we have tickets to uh, give away to Cork City versus Galway United this coming Friday at Turner's Cross it doesn't get much bigger than this lads at the cross uh, City versus Galway top of the table clash City top Galway looking to uh, pull off a massive win in the race for the first division title it's certainly heating up City had no game this weekend well they played Stoke yesterday in a friendly Galway United had a 3-0 win over Cove Ramblers on Friday night so they're coming into this in good form so it promises to be an absolutely cracking evening of entertainment at Turner's Cross and you could be there we have tickets to give away to the game all you have to do is text your name and your answer to this ridiculously easy question who is the Cork City Manager who is the Cork City Manager 086 Send us a text message or a WhatsApp and you could be heading along to the cross on Friday night in what is going to be an absolutely incredible game, an incredible night and you're looking at close to a sellout um, um, on Friday night. If it's it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest first division game in years. 086 Cork City Galway United tickets could be yours. Right, um, speaking of that game, we are going to hear now from uh, the Cork City boss, Colin Healy. He was in conversation yesterday following the friendly game uh, with Stoke uh, at the cross. The game played in glorious uh, sunshine. This is uh, Colin Healy in conversation with Colin. All right, Colin, so a uh, handy run out here today. You got to use a lot of players, uh, and I suppose what stood out for us there in the second half is you got Gordon Walker back in the pitch, which was great. No, it was. It was good. Um, um it was a good run up for everybody. Um, good to get obviously Lewis Lewis game time Barry Coffey back in Gordon Walker. Um, yeah, it was and they're a good side yeah. and um, we got minutes into the players and uh, overall it was um, good uh, good performance. And, uh, the, yeah, yeah, we're happy with it. The objective was just to really get a run out for the lads ahead of Friday night big game, wasn't it? No, it was it was yeah and um, yeah they're a good side and obviously you know you know we would have liked to kept the ball a small bit better but listen they're a quality side and they've got they've got very good players and they got good movements and they pass the ball very 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 well around the back and in the middle. Of the and they look after the ball so it was a good run up for us um, players we got what we wanted to get out of it and um, as I said we got no injuries from it which is great and um, we come back in Monday and we get, we get we look forward to the big game Friday night and it's a huge game I mean it's, it's an absolutely massive game against Galway there's going to be a huge crowd here Friday night it's it's neck and neck the whole time I mean they, they won again last night and, and I mean there's always only a point or two in it so it's massive for, for both teams isn't it on Friday it is yeah it is yeah um, you know it's a uh, both teams have gone very, very well. Um, John is uh, doing a very good job up there. Um, they brought in one or two new players, and we brought it. We probably we brought in one with, with Lewis coming in. We've got some boys back from injury, which is great. Um, but you know, coming down here, um, hopefully have a big crowd, um, and uh, we can go on and put on performance, and we can go and get to three points. You both have a win. They won down here. You won up there. Um, I mean, it's very, very even everything between the two sides. How important it is is it to get a result down here now that you're just a point ahead going in on Friday night and obviously you have a game in hand as well? And the most important thing is for us is to go on and go and put on a good performance. And, and that's what we do. If, if you put on a good performance, then I think the result will take care of itself. Um, as I said, we've got players back from injury. Um, the confidence is high within the group. Um, there's competition for places, which is great to have. Um, so it's um, we're all looking forward to it. Do you know, as um, and uh, hopefully that we have a good week's training and we get ready for Friday night and I said that we have a, a big crowd here um, back it was like the good old days when we had the four and five thousand every every week um, hopefully have a big crowd and you know, get behind the team and support the team I think there'll be a huge crowd here Friday night the, the appetite is really there for it at the moment and people are really buying into, into Cork City this season mm. uh, it'll be a huge crowd and how important is that for the players there was nearly 5,000 here for the, the game against Galway earlier on in the season so hopefully match that no it is it's, it's, as I said it's, it's, it's their club it's their club you know it's, and it's our club and it's, uh, the fans have been brilliant um, I think they can see when the players go on the pitch they know the players are going to give everything and that's what we're expected that, that's what's expected from the players and we demand that from the players but it, it is yeah it's um it's hopefully, you know, fans come out, get behind the team, and um, we put on a good performance, and you know, and we get the right result. But it's great, it's great to have a big game in, in, in Cork. You know, it's, it's great, and you know, we go back a few years ago when we, were, you know, when the player, when the team was challenging for, for 
you know, major trophies and all that kind of stuff, and this place was packed. We need to get back to that, you know. And it's you know, you see Friday night, it's uh, this, this this is a massive club, and you see that Friday night. Certainly will, and I mean, the, these kind of crowds were happening all the time a few years ago, so it's important to, to get it back, isn't it? And I suppose a win on Friday night would be a huge step to getting back up there to the Premier Division, wouldn't it? It is, and you, you will, you get the big crowds back in, and they, they can see what we're trying to do. Um, they're behind the team, and you know, it's uh, it is, and we get we get the city involved and get get the city behind the team, and it's um, we can be a powerful, you know, we can be powerful in, in that way, and uh, hopefully that the players come out, put on a performance, and uh, you know. Hopefully everybody goes home happy. Uh, you have a, a few injuries, a few guys back from injury, as you mentioned. Uh, horror guys like Ali Gilchrist, uh, various guys like that coming along ahead of the game on, on Friday. And uh, also the new signing, he, he got a bit of game time today against Stoke as well. Louis Britton, is, is he likely to feature? Um, you probably won't tell me, I know. No, 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 no. Listen, as I said, we have um, everybody's back in. Everybody's back in. Um, I said Jonas didn't feature today because he was just um, he was feeling sick yesterday, so we didn't chance him. Um, and Ali, we just we didn't chance him today because um, he just had a small bit of a knock from training. But uh, um, they'll all be back training Monday um, so it's um, it's good to have them all back and it, it gives us a lot of options in, in, in a lot of different areas and Galway coming down with John Caulfield obviously I mean he knows this place like the back of his hand as well will that be a factor? Um, not really no he's not on the pitch I suppose no, yeah, he probably will be <laughs> no no listen as I said John is, John is um, you know we all know, um, you know what John has done for the club over the years and all that kind of stuff so um, but he's on the other side on Friday night so um, listen, we'll, um, we'll focus on ourselves and we, we won't be, we won't be kind of too concentrated alright Colin best of luck Friday thanks okay, no pleasure okay. yes Colin Hilly uh, Cork City boss there in conversation with uh, Colin ahead of a massive week for the Rebel Army doesn't get much bigger than this Cork City Galway United top of the table clash uh, at Turner's Cross huge crowd expected should be good weather as well if anything like today be absolutely fantastic like it's going to be absolutely amazing and I cannot wait uh, for kickoff on Friday night and uh, we'll be proving that game all week on Cork's Red FM but yeah it's go- it doesn't get much bigger than that game and look if you can get onto the cross do you're not going to be disappointed. Um, we are going to talk basketball in just a sec. Going to briefly uh, just turn our attentions uh, to American football. The Cork Admirals were in action today, uh, taking on the Belfast Trojans and victory for the Admirals. 26-20 was how it finished. Another winning season for the Admirals. Uh, they secured a semi-final in UCD in two weeks' time. So massive congratulations to our good friends at the Cork Admirals. We had their head coach, Alan Lamasty, on the show last week. Uh, so very best of luck uh, to them against UCD. Uh, in that uh, semi-final of course uh, they played out a draw I think was it uh, last week uh, against UCD so they know them very very well but uh, fingers crossed the Admirals can get uh, to that Shamrock Bowl and uh, look they're not at will the Admirals are absolutely class so congratulations to the Admirals on their win today Alright, we are going to talk basketball now and the Ireland under-18s facing uh, Great Britain uh, this week in two games in Neptune Stadium on Wednesday and Thursday as they continue their preparations for the European Championships. I've been speaking to uh, Ireland boss Paul Keller ahead of a big week for him and his side. For the Ireland under-18s who face Great Britain in two games coming up in Neptune Stadium this week. Delighted now to be joined by their coach Paul Keller. Paul, how are you, boy? Very good, Rory. Thanks for having me. Uh, very delighted to have you here on the Big Red Bench. Uh, Paul, tell us um, two big games, good opposition this week. Uh, they, they should be two good games in Neptune Stadium. Yeah, we, um, we've we been coming off the back of a couple of series. We played Slovakia um, back in back in May up in, up in Dublin. Um, and we just played Luxembourg in a series a few weeks back up in Dublin also. Um, but the preparation has been going good. And this is going to be a proper test for us. Um, we played England in the Four Nations back in just around Easter um, in Cardiff and um, you know it was the beginning of the programme as it was for England so a lot of those boys are going to be with the Great Britain team so mm. we've we've earned a lot since then so it's going to be a nice test to see where we are compared to when we were back in March Talk to us about the squad you have at your disposal Paul um, Very young um, mm-hmm. we've got six players a year young um, but very dynamic very long um, still trying to build up some experience at, at this level this is the group that missed uh, missed COVID European Championship when, when it was called off um, and also had a big lockdown when the rest of Europe were were, were still taking part in, in some sort of organised safe basketball so we're, we're still playing catch up um, but I believe that with the, with the preparation that we've had we're, we're getting back to a level where we have expectations for ourselves so um, you know we we've um, a young core group um, and they're they're ambitious um, 
they're talented but we just need to get that experience and that's what this game against Great Britain will, will, will really test us on on the experience that we've gotten over the last couple of series with uh, Slovakia and Luxembourg and see where we're after getting to against a, a much tougher opposition who are a division ahead of us um, mm. in the A division and we're in the B division so it's going to be it's going to be a nice nice test for us During COVID Paul it must have been very frustrating when um, pretty much every sport came back but basketball for whatever reason wasn't allowed to return and that denied a lot of young players game time I suppose during COVID Yeah um, you know it was a ton of Zoom calls it was a ton of um, <laughs> back to traditional methods of of just skill development or what was perceived skill development in, 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 in the back garden and you know, if you saw some of our Zooms, we had 16 screens and 16 players in <laughs> different parts of the country and out the out in the um, sometimes drizzle, sometimes uh, warm weather and neighbours <laughs> neighbours watching them doing their doing their skills out in the out in the, uh, out, in, out in the road. But um, it was good. It was good fun. It was a different experience. And last year we brought a team to um, Levis in, in in Slovakia. Uh, for the Euro Challengers, uh, which is what FIBA decided that they were going to do and not have a full European Championships. Mm. So we had no preparation games leading into that. So um, that was tough for our boys to, uh, to kind of prepare and not really know the level that they were at. But um, this time around, we 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 tried to rectify that. And as you heard already, we had the Four Nations in March. We had Slovakia end of May. And uh, mm. we just come off a Luxembourg series. Um, and we played the Division 3 team last Wednesday night. So we're, we're getting the games in. We're improving all the time, um, and we have, I don't think we've peaked yet. So we're we're we're, we're planning this so that we can just make some sort of dent at the European Championships and, and try and go one mm-hmm. step further than we normally do if we possibly can. You know. Yeah, we're less than three weeks away now to the start of uh, the European Championships uh, in uh, Romania. Um, how do you think you're, you're set heading into those championships? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we we still got a couple more series. Um, you know, we we've named our our final twelve squad. Uh, off the back of Luxembourg, um, so our first real series with the with the twelve players that are going to represent Ireland is is this coming Wednesday. So we're going to be working on identifying roles, what we expect of each player. Now that now that the team has been selected, not that we haven't been working on that already, but I suppose kind of solidifying solidifying where 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 everybody's game role is going to be. You know where they're where they're coming into the fold, um, and just trying to find out which. You know, uh, rotation suit certain players best, and, and we've had those conversations coming off the back of um, the BCS or BSC game mm-hmm. um, last week, and, and players are beginning to find out what what their strengths are in particular situations. And we've had those one to ones and those group meetings, and it's um, it's coming on nicely. And after this Great Britain series, we go to Portugal next week to play Portugal twice and Switzerland once, and then when we land in Romania, we we also play. Um, Austria and potentially Romania a couple of days before we play so I think there's still loads of time for us to take up the speed where we want to be at um, and each one of those tests um, are significant tests considering that traditionally those teams all finish ahead of us at the European Championship so we'll know exactly where we're at um, and what we need to do when we, when we get there so I'm, I'm excited for the next two and a half weeks mm-hmm. before we actually get going versus Estonia on the first game against uh, July tw- on July 29th yeah, can you? Yeah, you, as you're saying, you're facing Estonia. Who else are you playing in the Euros? So we've got Estonia, Iceland, um, Ukraine, and we finished the group phase with, with Denmark. And then we'll, based on those results, we'll figure out who we're playing in, in the crossovers. Um, but four four teams that, you know, two teams that we traditionally um, find it really tough against, and two teams that we've always had nice battles in Iceland and Denmark, um, and ones that we know we can. We can we can actually really compete in, and then come um, Estonia and Ukraine. They're the ones that we we know we're going to be in for a real battle. And but we've we've gone closer over the last couple of years, mm. and hopefully we can we can um, grab a scalp against either of those teams to, to see where we can get to. You know, two big games as we mentioned at the top of the interview uh, coming up uh, on the 13th and 14th up in Neptune Stadium. It would be great to get a big crowd at Neptune to, to see these guys off and uh, give them, I suppose, a bit of a confidence boost before they head away. Yeah, you know, we we did a nice little. Um, Nice little crowd last week against the Division Three exhibition game. Um, so we'll be hoping we can uh, we can pack it next week. And I think uh, one of the things that we've we 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 we'd like to think that Great Britain will bring that attention and, and bring that um, you know excitement of of having that sort of international um, experience at underrating level um, in, in Cork. So I'm hoping everybody will come out and, and support our boys and. Um, and see can they give them an extra G up uh, against uh, against local uh, against local uh, rivalry I guess and there's a couple of Cork lads in your panel as well Paul is there? 
there is indeed um, Brendan Dewanla from uh, Ballon College who's going to be a very significant player for us as will Jamie Cotter um, you know and Jamie spent the time away in, in Reading Rockets for the last couple of years and he's, he's back now again so you know two, um, two influential players at, at that age group in Cork when they were when they were playing um, and both have senior experience as well now which, which is huge as does, a, as does a lot of our squad with Super League players and, and stuff like that so that's that's a significant um, thing for us you know that our players are involved at that level or at least practicing around that sort of experience and stuff and and, our, and uh, Brendan and Jamie have certainly done that over the last couple of years to, to help themselves, help position themselves in, in, in the squad, you know. Excellent, Paul. Wish you the very, very best of luck, buddy, for the Euros and uh, hopefully get a big crowd up to Netchen Stadium this uh, week, 13th and 14th, uh, to see Ireland play at Great Britain. Paul, thanks as always, buddy. Thanks very much, Rory. Appreciate having me on. That's Ireland boss Paul Kelleher there speaking ahead of what is a huge week for them. European Championships uh, in less than three weeks. Um, it's um, Great Britain this week. Two games in Neptune Stadium on Wednesday and Thursday night. It'd be great to, to get a good crowd up there um, uh, to, to see the 18s off and uh, get uh, some wins and get some confidence and just get a good buzz going ahead of the European Championships. My thanks indeed uh, to Paul Kelleher uh, for joining us uh, on the show today one final reminder of our competition Cork City tickets to give away Cork City versus Galway United coming up at Turners Cross we heard from boss um, Colin Healy just a while back ahead of the game against John Caulfield's Galway United so if you'd like to win a pair of tickets 0868104106 text in your name and the answer to this very 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 simple question who is the Cork City manager 0868104106 we'll put you into the draw uh, we'll do the draw uh, just in about 5 minutes time before we hand you off uh, to Max Blackburn for green on red 0868104106 who is the Cork City boss well, now as we were talking about at the top of the show Dublin and Kerry was an absolute cracker today but it is the Kingdom who advance to the All-Ireland final thanks to that one point win um, over uh Dublin today 114 to 113 the final score Sean O'Shea uh, with the goal for the Kingdom he also scored the winning point with a brilliant free led on uh, from distance going to hear very briefly from my carry manager Jack O'Connor delighted obviously delighted you know it's, um, it's a huge relief you know to get over the line because you know it looked looked like all the momentum was with Dublin there near the end and uh, took huge result from our guys to, to dig it out and obviously um, a magnificent kick by Shawnee in the end and it is Galway who they will face in the All-Ireland Football Final. Going to hear from their manager, Park Joyce. Unbelievable win out there. How are you feeling? Yeah, look, it's great. Proud, proud of the lads. Great to win it. And obviously, nice to win a semi-final and get to a final. So, look, very happy the lads. Very proud of them. And how are you feeling that um, it was 2001 when you were there with them all that time ago and now you're back again? Full circle moment? Yeah, well, look, that's, that's, that's what was the plan when I came into the job. Three years ago was to, was to get to a final and win the final. So look, at we've we've won part of it achieved. So it's delighted. But look, again, it's not about apologise rent. It's about the players in Galway and they put in a monumental effort the last three years. Some of them and we've lost a few along the way. But the lads that have stuck at it have been fully rewarded today. So it's great. Brilliant. And the system that you've put in place that maybe a little bit more defensive, but it's really working. You're getting up the field, getting your scores and. Damien Comer today, oh my God, he was unbelievable. <laughs> he, was, he was outstanding. Look, he's a brilliant footballer. He just he hasn't got the chances probably in his career no more than the lads to, to, to showcase their talents at an Ireland semi-final level and quarter-final level. But they've done it in the last couple of weeks. He was immense today in fairness to him. He's, look, he's a powerhouse of a footballer. And look, they, they'll get their just rewards um, by getting to a final, but they need to go now and, and win it. And what will happen now over the next uh, week or so, two weeks? Not that much. We'll, we'll watch the game tomorrow and we'll... We'll, we'll come down, we'll enjoy tonight and we'll obviously go back to training Tuesday night and get organised, get all the stuff out of the way that needs to be done for a final and just focus on getting ourselves right and getting ourselves ready and I know the, the counting goal is going to go crazy because like, the supporters were fantastic today and right, rightly so, let them go and enjoy it for the next two weeks and like we've had buses from all over the clubs there today and it's brilliant, like, the, the lads really appreciate the support they've got and Galway are great supporters when you start winning and going places so look, let's hope we can get a few more here in two weeks' time. It was electric out there in Crow Park. Are these your kids here as well? They're all delighted. My kids, yeah. Charlie and Jody, yeah. So they're great. They really enjoyed it, yeah. Charlie, yeah. Charlie said we'd win by five points, so he had it right. Did you tell him? Yeah, well done. Four, jeez, nearly on the money. Fair play. Well, enjoy it. Thanks so much. Thanks for your time. Yeah, it's got my boss, Porra Joyce, there speaking uh, to Ashley O'Reilly following uh, that win over Derry yesterday. Now, me as a Derry man, absolutely gutted uh, with uh, Galway's win yesterday, but you have to admit the Galway 
definitely the better side yesterday they just didn't play yesterday but Galway certainly the better side in the second half we're going to hear now from uh, Derry boss Rory Gallagher tough game out there today um, but it's not the story about this Derry team what a story it has been all year the, the story of the championship really and you've had some really great days and some tough battles and you've really came through it yeah listen uh, today is a very uh, difficult day for us we were beaten by a better team a team that played much better showed a lot more quality than us um, fair play to them um, it's very difficult to take we wanted to be in the All-Ireland final that's where you want to be as, as every team but you've got to give credit to Galway and we've got to I suppose reflect on it it's not easy to reflect on the overall year today but we'll have to and where do you think it went wrong for you? I think it went wrong and that we didn't actually you know um, open them up anywhere near as much as we should have you know ultimately whether it was the occasion or a wee bit of fear or maybe you know you got to give Galway credit too but ultimately you know once they got to grips with how we were attacking and they, they defended better you know they defended us fairly easy and too comfortable for my liking and you know 3-0 up in a low scoring game keeping them scoreless for 16, 17, 18 minutes we should have pushed on and we should have more, four point, more than 4 points scored at half time and that was disappointing mm-hmm. and just speaking of going in at half time so you're a point up at half time but then we come back out and Hawkeye says it's a, it's a point when or said it was a point and then it wasn't a point and then it was awarded in the end did that give them a little bit of a buzz to get that score the crowd erupts just at half time it wasn't ideal but at the end of the day if there's a mistake made there's a mistake made and I'm certainly not going to try to cheat their word there you're not going to try to cheat them out of a point you know um, in the scheme of things we've got to be able to handle that you know I think hand and hard we thought it was a point so it was a bit like a bonus to us albeit short lived but no I think you've got to give uh, Shane Walsh like we marked him really really well but to kick that 50 into the breeze to kick some of the freeze he kicked with his left foot Damien Comer who Brendan Rogers had kicked two points on like it was remarkable the, the courage and the ability they showed and look they're 29 and 28 or two, maybe 29 years of age you know and that's the challenge for us can we come up with them big moments and take games and you're here in a, an All-Ireland semi-final like it's massive to be here it's such a big occasion for the dairy people like if you looked around Crow Park out there it was a lot of dairy it was mostly red that you've seen when you looked out like it was an incredible moment for I suppose not only you the players but the dairy people it was it's incredible and I suppose Ultimately, that's where I believe, you know, if you're going to fulfil our potential, we should be good enough to get there. And despite people thinking it's a great year for us, we would have liked it very much to go on for two more weeks. And But unfortunately, we didn't do ourselves justice today and we've got to suck that up. And sometimes that's the way it is in team sport, individually and collectively. We just don't do enough. And where do you go from now, obviously, is take a good break, a well-deserved break, and you go again? Yeah, listen, take a break. But I think the important thing is that... Uh, to keep thinking like elite players and behaving like elite players and you know we, we kind of look at it and see how we how we get, yeah, can improve and what we need to do to improve and just go at it again and you know learning from difficult days is uh, is part of it Because you have been building this team I, I remember watching it last year against Donegal it was one point in it in that knockout championship and a lot of people noticed then hold on a minute there's something about this Derry team and obviously you proved it this year yeah, look, there is something about us. I think we have an awful lot of quality, and that's probably why the disappointment today we didn't show that quality. You know, um, you know the play, you know the brilliant players we have: Shane, Gareth, CD, you know, Paddy, Ethan, you know, Paul Cass, you know, you know, Niall, Benny, you know, Niall Turner. They didn't get into the game the same quality that we could. So that's the disappointing thing. But I suppose, you know, we've got to understand we have good players and we have an awful lot of good things in a team ethos. So we'll have to go again. Tough now at the minute, but overall a really successful year. Yeah, overall. You know, we've loved it. It's been uh, brilliant. We didn't want it to end, but bar the All Ireland Champions, it's going to end badly for 31 counties. And, uh, you know, it, it ended worse for 28 others, but it uh, doesn't make it any easier. But we've loved it. You love playing football, you love being part of team sport, and you love being on the biggest stage. Yeah, it's Roy Gallagher there, the Jerry Boss after yesterday's defeat to Galway. That's pretty much it from us, the winners of our Cork City tickets uh, for the game against Galway United this coming Friday night. Congratulations to Tracy Connolly from Killavullen and to Kevin O'Connell from Cove. That is it from us. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us on the Big Red Bench. Our podcast will be online on redfm.ie very, very shortly indeed and yesterday's show as well. If you missed any of our shows, are back next Saturday. Huge weekend of sports next week and uh, we'll have it all on the Big Red Bench. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us. Mags Blackburn's up next. Green and Red, three hours of the very best Irish music coming away on a glorious Sunday evening here in Cork. Enjoy the sunshine, folks. We'll talk to you next week. The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM